You gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy Ice Cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. This brother has his Harlem swag on a hundred thousand. He came up playing ball via the Gauchos program, traveling all over the country. He left Harlem for boarding school in Massachusetts, attending both the Bement School and Williston Northampton School, while hooping and slaying them academics. A graduate of UMass Amherst, he went on to earn several postgraduate degrees and a slew of certifications. Today, he's an assistant coach at Hostos Community College and serves as both the supervisor of phys ed and assistant athletic director for the city of Newburgh School District. On this episode of Dribbling Dimes, we welcome Howie Harrison. Yo, this is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what up? This is Manny Digital. Welcome to another episode of Dribbling Dimes with our esteemed guest today, Mr. Howie Harrison, the assistant coach here at Hostos Community College in the Bronx. Yes, sir. Yes, Welcome. sir. Thank you. Thank Welcome, you for having me. Appreciate it. Yo, Woo, I'm excited. First and foremost, <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Mr. Christopher James Rue. Yes, sir. Ooh. AKA the mayor of Amherst, unofficially. Unofficially. True story. Uh, yeah, Rue <laughs> Beverage Company. You got to yeah. check him out. He's doing some great things on some mixology tip. Yes, That's he right. is. Um, he put this together. He hooked us up. And mind you, which is like I just mentioned to you, it's shocking to me because we overlapped at UMass. I graduated in 02, you in 01. One, yeah. I know we ran in the same circles for that overlap period, but I, I just don't, I I'm, don't recall. I'm 100% sure we have just because yeah. we know a lot of the same people. And it just, even though UMass was big, it was still it was, small right. at the same for time. For people like us, yeah, it was small. Exactly, it was small, exactly. For sure. So everybody knew, you know. Either you're going to hit the X or do something to go. You know, everybody was around. <laughs> Yo, so so off air, we was talking about um, a, a recent injury that you got. Yes. Um, playing pickup. Playing pickup. Do you want to recount that story? Because I think it's a it's an interesting point to start, and then we can get back into the whole basketball journey. Okay, yeah, not a problem. Uh, but before you start your story, I just want to point out to all the viewers out there, the lovely people. Hey. This gentleman right here is the only man you know. <laughs> They got two, two <laughs> master's degrees, ladies and gentlemen. We L, Barack Obama. I'm just saying. Oh, Go ahead man. with your story, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just in case, just in case you think it's just a ball. Oh man, ball head in the pretty face. <laughs> And Harlem is in the house too. Don't let me All day, hey. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> Look at that. He you got know. That. Shit. If I, if I touch it, I'm gonna get cut. You know. I know there's gotta be some gel in there somewhere. Oh, you know. <laughs> I had to get it right. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm sorry, man. Oh, nah, nah, it's all so good. So take us back to that pickup game. Oh, man, so at the time I'm teaching in the DOE, we're playing, um, playing this is a Thursday. Well, never forget, Thursday we just got done with school. So I'm like, summer vacation is here, mm. getting this exercise in. We're going to start off with a good game. Little did I know. 
it'd so, be your last. <laughs> it'd be my last for a while. So we just playing like uh, probably first game, pretty good. Uh, I should have stretched more, but I didn't. I'm like, oh, you know, try to relive the dream a little bit, you know. Your mind think you can do it, but your body tell you something else. <laughs> your mind, like, I can do it, I can do it. So I got on the floor and just played, played the first game, decent game. Hit a couple shots, was able to talk a little trash. Start smiling, like, yeah, I'm coming back. Come back is real. And uh, the second part of the game, we're coming down, uh, made a move, had the uh, ball on the right side. Guy was on the hip. Actually, yeah, I was on the right side. I remember on the right side of the floor. Guy was on my left hip, made a move, got by him. Then when I got by him, he was like trailing me, and I just heard a And I stopped in mid-play. I didn't even finish the play. Mm-hmm. I stopped, and I looked at him. I said, yo, bro, did yeah, you, you hear right? that? You yeah, right, bro? <laughs> you hear that? They say it's like somebody kicks you from behind. That's what they say. It's like oh. when you pop your Achilles. Oh. So I heard it. I'm like, yo, did you hear that? And the guy next to me was like, no, nah, I didn't hear that. But my friend, my boy who I've been playing with, he on the other side of the gym heard it. He goes, bro, I heard it right away. He made a beeline for my office. Like, yeah, the keys, you know, the guys are like, hey, hey you know, tighten it up, tighten up your ankle. Yeah. Playing basketball, I've been around, I'm like, That's, this is not your average ankle injury. I know this is a little different. It made a different sound than it usually makes. <laughs> Something ain't right here. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I try to stand up. I'm standing up and I'm like leaning forward. But I could feel like there's no connection. Just, just felt different. Like gra- the gravity Probably. wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. And then I just went down. Was like, um, you know, and they helped me over to the side of the bench. I knew right away, and I was like, just take me to the hospital. Mm. And then that was just uh, the start of the road to recovery. After that. Wow. Yeah. And it's been what two years? It's been you about said? two years. So and you still don't feel 100. percent Uh, my confidence is a lot better now, but not. You know, I got to stretch to get, so I'm not as confident. You know, it's different. Like, say if I'm in the league or something like that, right. they right. getting that 24 hour million dollar care. Right. Right. You no, know, this is, this is a little hard. <laughs> it's a little bit of hard. This you know, that, that community. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you rubbing my leg, homeboy, <laughs> home girl. I, I just want to say this though, because I think it's um, we're talking off air about. Stretching and warming up. Right? Yes. And um, for a lot of us, and me included, I'm learning this now, which is you got to keep yourself warm first and then stretch. And it, being warmed up is even more important, I would say, than just going straight into a stretch, right? Because yeah, yeah that's important. I think a lot of us, when I was a kid, the reason I'm saying this because when I was a kid, I thought just stretch and go play ball. But it's like, nah, your body's still cold, you know? It's like exactly. stretching. Exactly. So stretching still, your limbs is still like right, this. Right, you're it's, still like this. So I it's just, not bendable. You know, using, using your story, I kind of just wanted to piggyback and just let viewers and everyone know, like, yo, keep yourself warmed up, stretch a little, and then get yourself. You say you do a 25 count every time you hold yeah, it Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I, I usually do <laughs> 10, I, used but to I'm be, going to 25. And it now. used to be 10, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quick, I'm ready to go, jump in, but, you know, as we get older. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you got to take care of the body a little bit That's more right. and just be more cognizant of, like, I got to stretch. I, gotta I swear, I get I out swear of to God, I'm going straight home. <laughs> and stretching Yo, dead ass. Like, I swear I'm, to God. I'm glad that, well, I'm not happy that you had that injury. Oh, no, no. Right, right, but right, I'm right. glad to hear your experience because I I swear to you, I, I don't know if it is my Achilles, but that back part of my foot, Yo, toward, I, toward my calf? Yeah. I, that, every time I play, I feel that shit, like, really achy. So, yeah, my thing is stretch stretch it out, bro. Does that wrap around the front of your ankle? Your Achilles, no, your Achilles, no. Your Achilles is from, the, like, the back of your leg all the way from uh, your feet, so it, like, connects here, but it runs all the way up the back of your leg okay. to, like, 
Uh, your, like, knee. Was, your knee, so behind oh, your knee. So oh, it's a, if I'm not mistaken, it's one of the longest uh, muscles in your body in regards to like stretch wise and bend wise, because uh, it, it keeps you. That's how you walk. It keeps your balance, kind of. Wow. Which is why you had to learn how to walk. You had to learn how to walk again. Yeah, yeah I was in the boot crazy. with the heel underneath because I couldn't quite put pressure on. So for a while, you know, I'm, I was walking like this. I'm used to walking on my toes, so I had to get used to with uh, with therapy, putting my put heel down. Down. So that took a little bit of while again. And then it's like um, like doing the therapy. So we did the ladder drills, stuff that I did normally basketball. Like, yeah, I got this. Had to learn how to do the ladder. You know, I had to look, learn how to walk. I had to learn how to trust it again, wow. which is not the easiest thing. I bet, man. Because it's still, it's still it's mentally, but it's st you still feel it. Like, for a while, it was still like this. Because mm -hmm. you got to re- Get right. loose again. Yeah, get immobile again. For a while, I already, I could always feel like, it was my my right leg was always more mobile. Like you can feel the stiffness. Like even you know they when they joke and say, "Oh, it's going to rain" or something like that. Yeah. Like for a while, you know, you feel, you feel it. Like when the weather changes, feel it. It was crazy. It was the craziest thing. I thought people was BSing, but you right. kind of you kind of feel it. Right. That's or even crazy. if it's mental, but I I would I would feel it. No, but you <laughs> I would, know, I mean, like my brother was saying, uh, you know, it's unfortunate you went with you, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not for not because now you get to teach people like us, and hopefully other people don't have to go through the same experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, our own experience hopefully lends itself to, to helping others. So definitely, definitely. That's what we're trying to do here to so, so in, in the same vein, you got Boogie Cousins that Golden State picked up. Yes. Had the same issue, right? The mm -hmm. Achilles blown out. Word. Um, and, they, and, you know, you hear people talk about this injury as, as almost career-ending in many respects, right? It's, you're never – they say you're never, never the, the same, same when you come back. Word. I'm interested. So, like, as that's unfolding, and he's expected to come back sometime in, later in January or maybe yeah. February. I think this month. Yeah. Is it? Is it this month? Yeah. That's, that's what, what I heard. That's what they're speculating. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how that, because, like you said earlier, he's got multi-million-dollar cans around yeah, the clock. The clock, yeah. So, with that, still, we're talking about pros still have had a hard time coming yeah, back. Yeah. Think about with the all that. think about the pros that have had it. And, um, if you think about Isaiah Thomas, mm -hmm. okay. near the end of his career, mm -hmm. he tore his Achilles. Charles Barkley mm -hmm. tore his Achilles, and they were really never the same. They pretty much <laughs> stopped after that, if you think about those two. Those are the first, when we were talking about That's it, great, those are the great, first great two great that point. came to my mind. Like, yeah. when they did their, popped their Achilles, they, were, they weren't really the same. I think Isaiah retired after that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He Charles was, was yeah, Charles was never the same. He was on same. his way out. He was, on his way out. was not the same. You know, Charles was 6'4", dunking on everybody. Yeah. Play, you know. He lost everything. He became human again. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he reminded himself, I'm only 6'4". He's like 6'4", like yeah. yeah. He was a beast. His body caught up to his brain. <laughs> but they, they were also older. So yes, they were Boogie's also older. Boogie's kind of yes. in the Actually, he's still relatively young. Yes, very young. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if this person had the same Injury, but I remember Grant Hill as a kid. He had a lot of injuries with his feet. Yeah. And now my thing was though, psychologically, like you said, mentally, mm -hmm. the man wasn't. I didn't feel that he was the same player. He, I don't think he trusted himself mm -hmm. as much as he did prior to injuries. So I think a lot of it, even if you are physically healed, mentally you're not healed because yeah. you like. He, cause I don't. I'm not sure. I don't want to do that. Definitely, again. I'm like not I'm sure. scared. It's like he, like. I remember after, like, a little run or a little tweak, and if it, my, my Achilles pulled, and I got nervous. I was yeah. like, what happened? Ain't no yeah. sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's walk, let's walk this one out, yeah. you, got, you got that slow-mo crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my mind is going fast, but if you see it, it's like, he's about to cross <laughs> over. <laughs> grab the cross. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, guys, 
If you don't want a slow ass cross, you better stretch it. You more. better stretch it out. Also <laughs> gonna be like goo, 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 goo. exactly how does your mind like? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> you on the sideline, man. You on the sideline, like damn. He about to cross her up. He nah, about to get stolen. He got it. Yeah, he got it. <laughs> Cookies, he's going the other way. <laughs> Yo, so, so you from Harlem? Yes, sir. Um, you ended up in Massachusetts oh, for, for a stretch. Yeah. And, and then you came back into the area. Uh, well, I think you were up in New England for a minute. Yeah. Right? I was doing it for so, a so what was that? So it's from a basketball perspective, and we talked a little. My brother just alluded to your academic success. Yeah. Your First introduction, like not necessarily introduction, but when you decided that basketball was one of your loves, do you recall when that was? As soon as I was born. I know they say you don't remember, so <coughs> say maybe one or two. Mm. But basketball's been in my bloodline and my family since I was little. Okay. My dad played basketball. Uh, came out of the city, wanted still, <coughs> excuse me, one of the top point guards to come out of the city. St. Bonnie's? Went to St. Bonnie's, yes. Yes. Okay. So we were doing some research. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I actually and, saw your dad's stats. And, and I was like, nah, this ain't him. He's no 70 nothing. He didn't go to college in the 70s. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. Okay. So high school American went to St. Bonnie's. Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it was in my blood. And one thing about my dad, love him to death, he was one of those guys, if you want it, you'll go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't push me, but put me in position to right. be successful at the game. That's so dope, yeah, man. That's so you know? dope. When so, you say that, yeah. are you talking about he taught you the intangibles of the game? Or did you, when you say he put you in position, like he put you in the spaces no. for you to actually develop your own game? Like, he taught me intangibles, told me what, what hard work entailed. Right. Um, uh, and then just put me like, he, he's like, you're going to be around the best players so you can learn. I'm going to put you in that environment where you can get better. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Either sink or swim. Right, that's, that's so dope. dope. You know, that's that's dope. Dope. yeah, so you gotta carve out your own. Gotta lane. carve out your own niche. Of and, course, of and course. That that was how my basketball journey started. With that, and that was early. That was early. I mean, as soon as you could, as soon as I comprehend could how to do those basic things. Man, I, I still had up until probably about 13, 14 years old. I still had my little plastic basketball hoop mm. that you could dunk, and the the, the bell would ring. That oh. you would put together, it was like a little plastic. I I can vividly see it right yeah. now. Like it, ding, ding. I know I drove them crazy. In the house. <laughs> I know I drove Mom Dukes crazy because I was always on a on a hoop. And then as I got older, we got the hoops that you can put on the door. Back of the door. Man, that door was off the hinges. Yeah. She didn't even bother putting it back on. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I remember we had we had one in our apartment in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. All I remember it was it was a summer. It was my first introduction to Onyx, like when that album dropped, <laughs> mm-hmm. and Slam was on fucking loop, and that's what we was do, doing, do, do. killing that fucking backboard. And it was like official too. It was like a, a little one, but it was metal. It was like mm-hmm. you know tough. Right. And that shit. Oh man, we had some great some wars, time. right? Yeah, 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 I remember. And you can't really dribble, so you just you like, yeah, get out of the way. Yeah, I'm, we had we had family members, we had cousins that would come over, man, two on two, man. Everybody in, just in Hallway was just this big. One of my cousins to this day, he played a Gaucho St. Ray's. I told you, Bernard Barrows, my guy. Oh, we yeah. used to go back and forth, playing, dunking on each other, you know. Yeah. All my other cousins, everybody, you know, we was in that hallway. <laughs> that was life. That was life. Yo, let me, I just want to say this, man. I can't, I can't wrap you. I'm going to need help. I'm going to need help with this one. 
I've been staring at you this whole time, and I'm thinking to myself, yo, he looks like an NBA player, and I can't wrap my head around it. I'm, I'm going to throw out Mighty Mouse, but I don't know. Nah, that's not this. Who, Damon Stoudemire? Nah. nah. There's somebody oh, you mean. look exactly Lefty. like, but Ooh. I can't remember right now. He played for Miami. He played for Indiana. Who you talking about? The player that he the, the one I'm thinking that you might be thinking about. Uh, well, you said Miami in the NBA team? In the NBA, back in the day. He's not in the NBA no more. Golly. It's gonna come Miami, Indiana. This is, this is an NBA is player with your face. Yeah, yeah, he got right. your face. You might have to collect some money off this one. I month. can't wait. I'm going to talk some money. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, 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 I swear, like I his family. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. You know about. what I mean, I'm right? Trying to you, think. You, you, I just threw out old school. Just, uh, like '90s, right? '90s, '90s, early, no, early 2000s. Okay, okay. Because I was guard. living point, point guard. guard. Definitely. No, mid, mid 2000s. It was like '07. Um, we're gonna get this. We're gonna. I, I promise you, gonna get, you ain't leaving this episode. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. I don't give a it. good hooting handy. Uh, I can't wait. So, so you in the crib, ringing the bell. Yeah. How old are you, roughly? Four, five, ah, three, four, five. Damn. Pretty positive, young. yes. We weren't that young. Nah, I'm pretty I positive. I didn't know what basketball was at that time. I can't remember how old we were. I, my introduction was fifth grade. Because wow. I first made my school team in fifth grade. All right. How, what's the That's age? That's 12. 12. No, About 12. 11. 11, 11 12. 12. Yeah, we had, y'all had a ginormous head start. Yeah. So, it was it was early. Like, oh, we got a lot. Yo, listen. We're going straight to the fucking bathroom. <laughs> I can't wait. Make up for lost time. I can't you wait. You better stretch, though. <laughs> 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 I funny, can't bro. wait. I'm sorry, uh, man. I'm nah, sorry. nah. It's all good. I'm Man, I'm having fun. I, I can't tell you much. I appreciate it. Come hey, on, yeah. dog. Real, is, real talk, though. So, the, if you don't mind me segueing and talking, uh, um, my thing was, you know, I know you got into ball. You got into ball on your own, though, correct? Yeah, it was always around. So I knew my dad coached. So I was at, I would see games. He at the time when I was young, it wasn't until I was about ten or twelve. But he coached at Columbia University. Okay. He coached at Brandeis High School for a little bit. But I was always young around the game as he was coaching. Because, mm-hmm. because. So, a lot of, we got kind of introduced to the game more, I would say, watching NBA. Watch yeah, gotcha. So I want to know if that had any influence on you at that age or was it like you was just watching your dad play? I was around, like, because my dad was coaching. I was around, plus I was playing. So I was always around basketball, you know. I lived like with my mom. I was, yeah, live. So I lived with my mom, but I would, you know, go with my dad and he was That's coaching. Dope. That's so dope. So, and she, my mom had a big part in it because she was taking me to all the games when I was like six, seven, and eight. So. Super Biddy starts at like uh, eight, maybe mm-hmm. eight nine. So I was going all over the city playing at that young age. That's so dope, man. <laughs> no, but you know what I think is yeah. also dope is that your parents really, really kind of nurtured you into the game. Like they kind of like pushed you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to be. And I bet you you learned a lot, like a lot of life skills that kind oh, of made man. you a successful I, man honestly, you are today. From them, just hard working. Them, my grand, my grandfather, my grandparents. My grandfather was a big influence, but just. Basketball taught me a lot, mm-hmm. like right. a lot of life lessons. Yeah, that got me through some some hard times. I can imagine. You know? so um, as far as you know, I just kind of want to connect the dots from okay. your youth. You know, just you know, piggyback and take us on that journey. Like you were young, how did basketball? Like how did you see yourself? Right, you know, that led you to be an assistant coach at, at Hope. Sure. Like how, how did this all come mm-hmm. to play? Journey was a little crazy. It was, it was a great journey. Like I'm grateful for it because of what I learned on the way. So. Young, we playing, so eight, nine, I'm playing uh, Super Bitty, playing across like Stone Gym. You got the Gauchos. I was playing with the Gauchos at the time. You know, now they got about 
twenty hundred AAU teams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back then it was just Gauchos, Riverside, and then Young Life came came okay. came. Where was Young Life? Out Young of? Life was out of the church on one hundred and twenty Salem Young Harlem. Life, right in Harlem. Okay, uh, was that uh, was that uh, seven five? That corner, 120 something, or seven four. I'm trying to. I forgot the church it was like Salem Young Life. So, so it was only like three major programs, and if he was playing, he was really playing. Like he was playing against top, top of the best. So I, all my life since I was young, I was always playing against the best of the mm-hmm. best, and that's just progressed my game, progressed my game, progressed my game. I always say I'm fortunate because a lot of the guys I've seen. Some have gone overseas. A lot of guys have played D1 college ball, D2, D3, going on do a bunch of things within basketball, outside of basketball. So that young competition, just playing with gauchos going all over the country was crazy yeah. as a 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. Wow, that's so like, dope. Yeah. At that young age, you're going all over the country. Playing, and we were winning. Really? Mm-hmm. And y'all we was good. Yeah, we was, was good, ass. yeah. We were winning. That was but, a crazy thing. I mean, let me just say, like, as a man today, mm-hmm. traveling is would be like, it's an exceptional experience for me, like, as oh, a man. I love it. I could imagine as a youth, though, like, what was that like for you? Like, was this your first time leaving the States, or did you, like, were you already, like, out and about? No, no, it was one of the first times, like, I remember first time I was just talking to my cousin about it. We were just talking about going, uh, when we first, the first trip we left, we went to, like, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We played, uh, I can't think, it was, like, North Adams or something. We were talking about it. Took a whole bunch of us, and we went to Mass, and that was our first taste of playing teams outside of the city, mm-hmm. where we were playing different YMCA teams, they brought teams in, and we was just smacking them. That's so dope, And we man. stayed in the Y, like, we stayed, they let us stay in the Y, and, like, our biggest thing's like, oh, we can go to the, the vending machines and play basketball all day. <laughs> we in the gym. That's <laughs> Sleeping. So, so that's, like, imagine. one of my first memories of going away, but then you got, we went all over, like, um, we went to, there was a thing called Small Fry. We went to Chicago. It was oh, like, yeah. Back in there, it was like five, six, and under. So you win the qualifying wow. in the city. Then you get to go to like Chicago wow. and just traveling and being with your boys. It was crazy. And like, uh, the biggest thing is like, you just wanted to, back then, you just wanted the Gaucho's jacket and you got yeah. your bag yeah, and you walked swag. around the neighborhood like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good, Ma. Yeah, fool, you see me, Ma. Got my jacket, boo. <laughs> Walk a hoop, girl. <laughs> so, so you 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 leave the state, right? So, like, like my brother was okay. saying, traveling is not only is it an amazing experience, but like, there's a lot of growth that happens in a person when you see the world uh, outside of your com, you know, your community. Yeah. You at a young age, and I'm I'm a big advocate of this. Like, I, I have three kids, and we try to go away as often as possible. Still, having different perspectives of how different people live and different. You know situations that that does something to you I think that no textbook can really do so like the maturity I imagine it impacts your ability to be more mature maybe even more compassionate as a human being because you observe a whole bunch of different walks of life like how, how did that from the personality side of things how did that translate Wow, that's a good question because you just so you know outside of y'all being big headed, big headed because oh everybody. yeah, you know <laughs> we got this. Are you, how much you getting today? I'm right. getting twenty, bro. Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> but the uh, I think that affected me a lot actually throughout my journey and as today as a man. Yeah, that has impacted me a lot because a lot of the times our kids, us as kids, are individual. 
if you even you know, fortunate basketball does it, but some people don't get to leave that block. Yeah. They stay in a that lot. little square. Yep. So for me, when I tell you that opened my eyes, it like opened my eyes. Even though I was always hungry, I had that Harlem in me, like we gonna get it. Right. That made me wanna get it more because I see how we was living over here and I see how some people over there getting it, getting I'm like we deserve that. Yeah, we right. ain't nothing different. Between yeah, you and I. exactly. Right. We deserve that. Why? That's something we should be entitled to, even though y'all relegated us and put us in this box. Nah. Um, just just for the listeners, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of get an idea, but I want to know when you say you you can get it, what are you referring to? What were you seeing? Are you talking about being a professional? Are you talking about being like just just making it as far as making out the hood? Making it out the hood, like okay. um. Some of the chances or opportunities that they might have got that you might not get in the hood. So, uh, let's say for example, I can't even think of it. Um, but, like, but like even like, let's say it was a nicer gym. A nicer, they, yeah, nicer yeah. gym. Or why are they facilities better than ours? Why we don't have access to facilities and you have us over here in these facilities? Yes. Right. So right. like that's what I mean. Like we can get it. Like we deserve it just as much. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. Yeah. I was I, I was figuring that I, I understood you, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to be clear for other people that were listening because yeah. I figured like, first of all, that's a beautiful example. Um, I, I've had the privilege of, of going out to different places, Massachusetts, Miami. We have family all over the place, all over the states, and I for me, I had to take a lot of different perspectives. When I would come back to the hood, though, you know, my, my neighborhood, mm-hmm. I would see the same old people that I've grown up with that didn't have, at that time, the same, now, same abilities that we had. Yeah. And I noticed tough. I was changing because I had different perspectives. When I would come back, I'm the yeah. oddball out. Oh, I'm I got like, stories about that. You know, so, so, cause I, but I didn't mean to change, you know. It just, just happened, your experience. You, you, over, your exper- here, you yeah. over here, you over here, you over here, you thinking different, man. Your experience. I went, I went out of the country, et cetera. You saw some things like, oh, Exactly, wow. like, damn, so now I'm looking at life differently, but it's subconscious. It's not even like me trying to be different to stand it out. But, hey, whatever. It, it, it happened. So, but now, but now, to piggyback to you, mm-hmm. this happened for you at a very young age, and you were doing something you love. It's like you playing in the NBA as a kid, basically, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, you know, you know I mean, for kids, yeah. for kids. It was know. honestly some of the best experience um, as a kid because, you know, you're playing against the best competition. So, like, you're 10, 11 years old, you're playing, and you guys are packing parks. That's, That's crazy. It. You know, what was it, the though? parks are That's coming to dope. see. You're young, but the parks come to see, okay, the parks are packing. You're like, yo, I got to do my thing. Or <laughs> people are doing my thing. If I stink it up, I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know, you know. <laughs> But at a young age, you was able to plan that environment. Right. It was it was, was that dope. more locally or when you traveled? Locally was pack, even better. Oh, house, locally yeah. was, you know, everybody's there hooting, hollering. Yeah, yeah, you know, they got the music at halftime. You looking around, you see everybody from your hood like, yo, I got to perform. But that, that see, was fun. It's a different era, right? Because yeah. we talk about, we was talking to... Um, Dana. A few people. Dana was one. Dana Dingle. Dan George, Dingle. George Lopez. Yes. Sam Raymond's high school coach. Yes. And and pretty much everybody it says the same thing. You do you you try to go to a park in the summertime outside of like the Dykeman League and Rucker Park, mm-hmm. but like General Park. You're not you're not gonna see people playing ball not at like all. they used to. Not at right? all. And it doesn't have to be organized to the degree that you were in. You won't see that kind of environment outside of like those two main leagues I just mentioned. Yeah. Which is sad, cause like that feeling that you just described, bro. Like this, this very fewer highs than what uh, that that provides. That imagine. was fun. That I was fun, imagine. and you absolutely right. Like think about it when we grew up. You outside all day. We not Man. doing this. Every right. once in a while we going, we do this. Yeah. But you outside. 
I can I can vividly think like even though I play with the Gauchos, I go back to my hood, me for my boys. We all we went to different parks. You go to different parks travel. to travel to play. Yeah. Like yo, we about to go. You got your father. Let's go, man. We going over there to see what's <laughs> happening. Right. Yeah. But they don't do that anymore. Yo, you know what's so funny though? And I, I, I'm thinking now of our childhood. So we were one of the few that actually had uh, Street Fighter Two, for example. Remember that game? Ah, <laughs> oh, you can. We were we were we were the few. <laughs> early. We, early. we had it early. I'm talking about early in the mm-hmm. game, right? So, but I'm thinking about it now. We lived outside. Yeah, you couldn't get us inside. Yeah. Mind you, we had you know these. Everybody had the video. Yeah, I love, and I was, I was fiend out to play. He was fiend out to play. But you couldn't get us to come inside. We would always get in trouble for staying out too long. Yeah. And now, I, and like I fast forward to today's era, and I'm like, yo, like kids don't come it's outside. the opposite. Yeah, like, kids you gotta, you gotta yank them outside. Kids don't come outside. Day. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, are we? It's a. Di- I know it's a different era, but I'm like, damn, like. Kids are different. Everything's different because yeah. we had we had those luxuries. We don't have them granted to the capacity that they do because yeah. everything's a game. The phone's a game. The game's yeah. a game. The computer's a game. But I'm like, I wonder now. You know what I mean? Do you feel? Because I mean, you're a coach now. Like, yeah. Oh, is yeah. that how does that impact your, impact your sport, your players? Do you see that? Like, are they hungry? Or do you feel like, ah, oh, they'll skip out if they could? How, Ooh, how does that's that... a great question. Thank because uh, <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. No, no, it won't get me in trouble. That's all right, man. I got your back. I got your back. I will not. I will never. I will never do that. Way back. To me. No, where you going? Um, and it's funny. I'm on the way over here. I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, okay, maybe what would they may ask me? What's the difference? Or what's Back then when we were kids, you worked hard, you worked hard, you worked hard. You knew hard work, like um, at 8, 10 years old. We were running at Gauchos with, the, you know, the punching bags? Yeah. Yeah. The punching bag is bigger shoulder. than me. And we that was one of the warmest. We're running laps at wow. 8, 10 years old. That's that, crazy. Around the Gauchos gym to work out. Kids kids nowadays, oh, I'm entitled to that. You want me to do this running? I. That's what I feel personally. You do have those. And... That work hard, that do want to work hard, that do have the hunger. But I feel like some of the some of the kids, some are more today, are more privileged or feel entitled. like entitled. Whereas you know, like I gotta go out and get this. Mm-hmm. Yo, I, first two things that came to my head. First, everybody needs to watch Rocky Four. <laughs> That's number one, right? Mm-hmm. Take your ass if you're a youth out there. All right, take your ass to the Rocky Four. That's number one. <laughs> Just put it up. That's the, that should be in practice. Yeah. Practice is closed. Watch a Rocky Four. Yeah. And number two, right? I was thinking. Everybody, every last one of your kids' moms will probably write a letter saying, my kid ain't want to be running around here. We're Remember, I know. Heavy ass bag. What you true. trying to do? That's true. But you know something? Shit. The respect factor you have for your elders, and you saw in the Gouchers gym, the legacies was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I used to sit in the gym after practice and just watch the older guys play. It's back in the day when yeah, who was on that squad? You have like uh, like Arnold Bernard, Jerry McCullough. Oh um, man, they, we used to watch uh, the the when the Russians used to come over and play the Gauchos. I was a little kid in the gym, like wow, like from Russia. They, they used to come? have the Russians come play Russian That's national team come play the Gauchos. Who does that? Yeah, who does? That was back in the day, and so you had like crazy. Billy Singleton. You had like guys that I'm watching right. even to this day that. You know, I'm a little kid in the gym. I was a gym rapper. Was Orlando Antigua was running? Orlando Antigua, yeah. yes. He was the pit. 
like those dudes who I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Like I like yo, I watched the work. I was sitting in practice. I knew how hard they worked. They went all over the place right. playing. Like those are some of the guys I watched. You got like, and I was a little guard, so we got a guy named Shandu McNeil. Oh yeah. Oh. Shandu. Shout he out went, Shandu. He, yo he partners with uh, Dana Dingle at in New York. Lightning. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, for me, as a little guard, he went to St. Bonnie's. Mm-hmm. I would watch him. My dad was a little guard and went to St. Bonnie's. So all the little guards I used to watch because I'm like, okay, mom's five feet, nothing. Dad's five, six. Brother <laughs> Howe ain't going to be about six, two. I'm about to be in between some. So, And you know, as a small guard, <laughs> a small guard you have to learn. You have to watch. And you gotta be that much better, that much more tenacious. You gotta be a pain in the butt. So I used to watch a lot of the small guards. Like he was one of the first. Like it's so many small guards that I used to just watch and playing with gouches. Like you saw it, so I had no choice but to get better. Let me ask you a question: so Were, were yeah. you Napoleon because you were a little dude, or were you just a big-hearted dude? Big-hearted. Yeah, the I know Napoleons. exactly what you're talking about. Nah, I'm not like yo, hi dog. Right, you know, right, right. Right. Just because you tall. I'm right. Like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to bust your chops. I'm going to work hard. You're like, damn, he's guarding me again? Mm. Right. Like, I'm just, yeah. You know, this is what I was blessed with. This is my height. We're going to embrace it. You know what? Man? <laughs> hey, you call it a blessing. That's the yeah. right way to look at it. I want to say something because when I was a kid, we were always taller than most, most of, of our, our peers. Most of our peers. Yeah. All right. But one thing I would hear was a lot of excuses from the, from the little guys, right? But me, I had a smart mouth. I was real quick. And one of the mm-hmm. things I say, yo, you ever heard of Muggsy Bowes? Oh, one of five. You ever heard of him? No, Muggsy. you never heard of him? You know how tall he is? A lot shorter than you. Exactly. Right? Oh. Because my thing is, don't get me wrong, like NBA and all this, it's tough for anybody. Yeah. 6'2", 5'1", whatever. Even that's it's short tough nowadays, yeah. <laughs> right, it is. But my point being is, and this is why I, I come back to you, mm-hmm. you embraced your hype. You said, we're going to make this Make work, this work. Period. So I acknowledge you, I like I commend you for that because there's basically what you're saying, there's no excuses. No. You are what you are, make it work for yourself. What you was blessed with. Like, That's you gotta it. make it work for you. You can't say, man, I wish I was six two, man, I was six five. Like, man, we ain't got six five. Yeah. <laughs> we and, got five three and some change. And we making if it that, work. No, no. Five got- six, <laughs> one check the license. <laughs> <laughs> that shit don't count. You yeah. young, sweetie. You know what's up with Check the license. You don't check that license. <laughs> Yo, they should start having a motherfucker come out and be like, nah, nah. stop lying, See, B. Five, six. Five, six. You only measure once. I told you, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we not doing it again. I told you what it was. You, you're on your tippy toes again, buddy. It don't matter. Five, six. Write it down. <laughs> So, so you go through the Gauchos ranks, right? Yeah. And you running all over the the country on you know different tournaments and whatnot. Where did you end up high school wise? Wow, that journey is crazy. Where I feel like my journey's a little different than everyone mm-hmm. else's. I um, uh, played Gauchos. We played, you know. Honestly, that prepared me for so much. Like I said, I um went to school, went to public school, then a Catholic school um, in the city. Name them. Um, I went to PS92, and then they took me out in the middle of the year, sent me over to... Uh... You, you fucked up in school, and your they kicked your ass out. That's what happened. Yo, I, I, your father stood at his belt, and they waiting were, you for your And ass. they were always big on new, where we grew up. They're like, yo, you're not going to wind up like what yeah, we see. Uh, yeah. So they took me out mid-year. You know, I, I, I say it was more mischievous. I wasn't, I wasn't you know, you robbing the door. I was no knucklehead. Yeah, a little, a little bit, bit, you know. And uh, they took me out in the middle of the year, actually. Put me in a Catholic school. 
did that. It's called King's Academy, which is over there to about sixth grade. Sixth grade, we're like, well, where are we going to send them? And that actually straightened me out because the journey was crazy. Athletically and academically, it, it intertwined, which was, was crazy. So public school, I didn't really have to study. Right. It came easy for you. I'm getting A's. I'm coming in class. Yeah, all right. Right. Look at this A, knock it out. Then he sent me to Catholic school. I'm like, all right. Brother might have to read a page or two. <laughs> <laughs> Still playing basketball, but I'm a, I might have to read a page or two because they asked <laughs> they asked you, a couple questions. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shit done changed. Yeah, for real, they're like shit. You do reading here? Yeah. You want to know the meaning of that word? Oh shit, I gotta read a little bit. <laughs> so, and that just prepared me. And then what happened is, that at the time was at Columbia. University. So when you were at the Ivy League school, you said your dad was. He was coaching. Coaching. He was right. coaching at Columbia. By the way, he's the only uh, coach to coach an undefeated team at Columbia, even though it's a JV. Okay. Ooh. I do want to put that okay. out there for pops. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. How we see you? We see you. But that is so. I had opportunity to go to a school downtown called Collegiate. Oh yes. Mm. Now that was a game changer in a way, just as far as like culture wise. Mm-hmm. We used to go to school with kids that look like me, yeah. all black and Latino kids, black and brown kids. We going, you know, in school. Now I'm going downtown. Uh, makeup's a little different, correct? More Caucasian stuff like that, and I can wear, you know, Catholic school gave me a uniform. Public school, I wore what I wanted to wear, but down there you got to wear a blazer. Mm-hmm. Mm. Blazer. You were prepped out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, damn, prep school. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. But it was cool, though, because I saw some people ahead of me who was crazy. Shout out to Jared Leak and Say Cool, because they were playing with Gauchos, but they were, went to the prep school league and was doing well at Dalton. So oh, I had yeah. saw that. So I'm like, okay. And they wanted to, uh, I think Say Cool went to Lehigh. These are guys that I looked up to. And Jared wanted to go to Harvard. Good dude, Jared Leak. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'll go down to prep school. I mean, go down to collegiate. And the funny thing is the coach there was one of my dad's former players. Also a math teacher. Was that how you got into collegiate? Uh, that was one of the reasons why yeah, they knew yeah, the they knew somebody. So I then cool. I'm going down there. Yeah. Basketball wise, I'm about to kill these dudes. Oh, <laughs> when I go through every day, it's about to be a cake wall. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to eat. <laughs> no ego. Yeah, no ego. No and ego. That's, it's so funny as you got as I got older, got more humbler. But that day, I'm like, I'm about to eat. I was a humble kid, but I'm like, oh, I already. Yeah, I'm gonna but bust I, that ass. I knew what I was playing against every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got down there, basketball, one of the better players. So we went 7th and 8th grade, did our thing. But the roadblock I hit, which um, opened my eyes, is academically. Mm-hmm. Remember I said I had to read a couple more yeah, pages? Yeah, you had to level up. Man. You had to read a few I, more books. I had to read a few more books. The kids that had the information, the books, the knowledge that these kids had access to in seventh, eighth grade was college level stuff. Yeah. And I'm coming from the Harlem uh, public and Catholic school. So I went from being one of the top students to one of the uh, worst students. Mm. And that, it bothered me. Yeah. Because I'm playing basketball, playing basketball, but I was always conscious of. Yeah, we got this brother in the school, but I didn't want to be a statistic. Like, yeah, he plays basketball, right. but he's a school and he's getting D's. Right. That shit bothered me. And plus, my parents were like, yo, what's They're going on? Yeah, yeah, you got it. I remember a couple of days, I, I keep it 100. I'm crying, like, why well, I can't play the game? My pops, I over, went to Pop's house. He was a little bit strict. I like staying with mom. Mm. I'm going to Pop's house. Like, you got to study. 
Don't make me come in that living room. But he knows. <laughs> he not, know. that, not that your mom does. No, my mom knew but, too, but, but your dad, pops was because of the basketball journey. Yeah. I'm sure he understood the value, especially being looked upon as an athlete. Yes. The expectation is you just either getting, you know, somebody sliding you the grades or you barely getting by. And um, the other brothers that were in it, they had went for this program, and I got to the program late. It was called Prep for Prep. I've heard of it, yeah. So Prep for Prep, they get you as a, from young, and then they push you through. So they were, I'm like, oh, yeah, how are they getting this work? So I was operating from way behind, yeah. and it was frustrating because I'm like, yeah, I'm playing, but I'm looking at my grades, and, you know, some of these kids are looking at you like, ha Right. I'm like, yo, man, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> they might not have been thinking that, but in my mind, I'm yeah, like, yo, you, you know, you're yeah, you're thinking like, yeah, he might be in the court, but... Get him to read a book, right. see what he can do. Right. And I, I didn't want to feel like I don't want to feel like a statistic, and I was aware of it at that young age, but I got exposed to it early. Right, right. So that was that was the beginning part of the journey as far as athletics and academics tied together. That's mm. so dope. So I was like, okay. It's 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 uh, good to hear because I mean, you obviously without you saying it, you're a very competitive cat on the basketball court. Mm-hmm. It's good to see that that also translated into the academics and, yeah. and likely the real world because you're not one to just be like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna just take the L because it's that yeah, L. Nah, nah. You're gonna grind and make it <laughs> which is good. We're gonna hustle. All right, there you go. We're gonna hustle. I'm right. like, I can't. I just, I didn't want that feeling because I was much more than just a basketball player. I was always taught as a. They care much more than the basketball player. Like, yeah. yeah, you play basketball, but you're gonna do some things. Right. That was instilled in me. Like my grandfather, uh, one of my, I told you, one of my role models. He ran a barber shop, which um, he worked seven days a week. Mm. He supported my. Oh, this is my mother's side. My mother's dad put what six kids. Yikes. My grandmother never worked a day in her life. They were from Damn. down south and all for being a barber. That's dope. And Where did they live? In Harlem, 135th between 7th and 8th, That baby. must be a different time. <laughs> it was. It and was. he support, you know, so he would always, you know, I'd come home be sleeping. He'd be like, boy, wake up. You ain't sleeping. What you doing sleeping? Get your ass up or you ain't going to be worth the shit. Let's work. Gotta work. Gotta work. I'm like, yo, pops, man, why you? Right. You right. know, because I was, yeah, but at the end of the day, that paid dividends. And in life, as I look back on, I was complaining back then. Mm. For sure. But I had that, you know, different people around, even though we were still in there. I knew where we was living at. Right. But just those little things. Yeah. I just want to say two things real quick. Uh, I have a question, but I want to make a statement first. Mm-hmm. Um, your story is very indicative of how people say it takes a village to raise yes. a person. You know what I mean? Yes. You gotta, you're getting it from your parents, but you're also getting it from your grandfather, grandmother, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Your coaches, I'm sure. And oh, yeah. Coaches are big Because you were like, yo, this dude ain't better than me. Like, yeah. not only in the basketball court, but on like, the academic, academic yeah. side. Which, yeah. you know, but you've also already had those principles instilled in you. So that's really, really dope. And I, your story, just like, damn, like, I'm looking at my people and seeing who that is for me. But the question I have for you is from mm-hmm. a basketball standpoint, who would you say you played like? Who was a similar? Who, if I look oh, at you man. and I say, yeah, he reminds me of X, Y, Z. Could you be sure. a college or NBA? Who was that uh, I definitely, I'll be honest with you. I, Isaiah Thomas was one oh, of my. Sorry, time yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Jameer Nelson. Jameer Nelson. Oh, <laughs> that's who you are. You Jameer Nelson. Howie Harrison <laughs> Nelson. That Jameer boy, Nelson. That's Ooh, who you his are. game was tough. So it wasn't Yo, Miami, tough. it was Orlando. It's Orlando. Tough, tough, tough. Yo, tough. He was tough. That's a great. I a, was like, I know your face for long. That's a compliment. It just clicked right now. I told yeah. you we were gonna get it. Yeah, that's a compliment. Oh God, that's I was gonna, it, was gonna, it was gonna eat at me later on. Yo, I didn't. Yo, it's yo, Jameer. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor. <laughs> oh, you know, you know. <laughs> 
put a little hard work in, you know. <laughs> yo, we gonna do this uh, face to face, right? Word. We should. We should. That's, yo. Oh my God. Sorry. Um, so no, no, that's cool. Back to who, who you patting your game? I say, oh shoot. Like uh, definitely love the Spud Web. I want to be tough like Mugs, but uh, Isaiah Thomas was mm. a great guard. Oh man! Then some of those older guys I used to watch at Gauchos. Okay. So it was a combination of that. You know, you know, my dad. I got to see him play here and there. But those are some of the guards I looked up to. I know it's probably many more, but I remember trying to wear Isaiah Thomas's number. He was one. Mm-hmm. So um, your, your your game is a kind of a combination of yeah. those players. Like Isaiah is like the principal. Type of player that you try to pattern yourself yeah, off. Yeah, score. He could, you know, he was tough as nails. Yeah. Dropped the ball off. You got to think about the era I played in. I saw Mark Jackson. I saw Rod Strickland. Those dudes. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, Kenny this is the Kenny Smith. So this is Kenny Anderson. Kenny Anderson. So these are, this is spoiled. the this is the basketball I'm watching growing up as a kid. I'm like, wow, Kenny with the left smooth. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. The left hand, raw with the hand, finish to the cup. You know what I mean? Like those are the plays you're watching. Let me ask you a question. A it's personal, cheating. Personal yeah. Question. <laughs> yeah. Of, the, of the point guards you just mentioned from New York City, mm-hmm. right? Who was your favorite? Who do you think is the best out of that group? Mm, that's right? hard to tell. Well, I give it's you, hard. To, I can't. Hand dribble and dimes, you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to, you you trying to put me on the spot yeah, right here. Woo! <laughs> Shoot, but this guy, this gotta be. Maybe, maybe you can't pick a person. Across the board, but mm-hmm. there's got to be a moment where you was just like floored by one of their performances. Who Look, might that have been? Can, 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 I'm gonna intersect, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this real quick. For me, of those that bunch that you said, mm-hmm. the person that I, if I gotta take them home with me, mm-hmm. I'm talking about as a youth now in their prime, mm-hmm. not. I know what you mean. After. For me, was Mark Jackson. Woo. Floor general because, extraordinary. Because he was doing passes and things that I I still I can't put it together. Put like this. He highlighted my youth. Like, yeah. I'm gonna tell you I met, real quick. Last thing. Mm-hmm. I met him in Los Angeles. He was with his two kids. I was, this is about five years ago. I shook his hand for about at least a good thirty seconds. <laughs> you know the rule is like he was stretching. He was stretching his hand. The, the rule is like all right, five, yeah, yeah, three yeah, yeah. second probably. I was, Two shakes. Yeah. All right. Mar- I was telling my life stories like yo, Mark, you literally like my favorite point guard ever. Like I couldn't like whatever. I mean, he was one of. He was one of my favorite point guard of all time is Jason Kidd. But he, yeah, Jason Kidd was, he was tough. He was some, one of those guys that I was like as a kid before Jason Kidd. You know, he's like mm-hmm. I was like yo, Mark, you blowing my brains out. Like he made me fall in love with the past. Like. Him and my Magic Johnson. Maybe yeah. fall up. Anyway, yeah, I'm thinking back about to you. Kenny Smith. Damn, you, you're killing me right here. Yeah. Oh man. I can't really decide. So what I mean, I, you was a you was a Gaucho's gym Gaucho's rat. gym rat. So I saw like so Mark and I saw Rod. So mm-hmm. those are like some, you know, Kenny Smith. Some of those, those are my favorite guys. That's so dope. You got like to watch. Kenny Anson. Yeah, I got to see these guys play. Like I just. That's that's incredible. And I'm in the era that's when incredible. they used to play at Columbia, where they had the golden hoops, stuff like that. Wow. So. Uh, like what Stephon Marbury was around that oh, time. The man. guy, my guy who went to St. Ray's, Eric Pooh Harris. Eric Harris. Shout those, out. Shout, shout out, out, Eric. The defender. Oh Eric my Poole. God, defensive yes. specialist. One of those, one of my guys right there. Like I was with seeing those guys play. From it was just, it was amazing yeah, that that you era. You cheated, bro. You yeah, cheated. it was that era was amazing. That's dope, yeah, man. For me, watching Shit. those guys. I gotta say, man, like that era, I feel like kind of gave New York basketball its definition as far as what we play like. Because mm-hmm. when the I was a swag kid, factor was yeah, on another the level. Think about it, you had Kareem Reed, you had uh, my man Iggy from Right, you had just Red like, was, yeah, it's just That's so many. Right. Think about so much. 
so many players at the time, like, everybody was good. Anybody could have erupted for 20 points. You That's can't so sleep on That's nobody. Dana was saying the same thing when we had him on the show. He was like, yo, New York was a hotbed. Yeah. Like, you couldn't miss with the talent that was coming out. Anybody corrupted. Think about it. You know, we got a lot of guys going to prep school. You didn't have to go to prep school. You built your reputation. You left New York City. You can play anywhere back then. That's right. And go right in and do work. You got to figure, like, think about all those names you just put. Put them on the same court. They got to get better eventually. You, the yeah. stars. You got to yeah. you you get stars. better. You have no choice. You think you're the great? Here you come. Ross Strickland. I'm going to play against Mark Jackson. Yeah. I'm going to play against you Kenny got, And you, Stephon every Marbury. game, what you got to. Every game you, you got to bring your A game because yeah. you're no not off. getting embarrassed. No nights off. No yeah. nights off. No. So if you're not in the gym working on your craft, yes. you go, you finish. That's rude. Because I'm thinking about some of the guys you got, my boy Charles and Tyler Brown, like wow. those dudes. You name a lot of same Rays cats, bro. Yeah, those all dudes those I know. Got those dudes. Shout out to the Rays, man. We all over the place, baby. Yo, we, we the unofficial Sam Rays basketball podcast. Yo. Yeah, we unofficial, but we official. My man Gary Saunders played it right, so I'm going to give him some yeah, love, too. G Saunders. Saunders. Okay. That's my guy. Right. Kenny Sack. Kenny Sack. Kenny yeah. Sack. No, Andre Barrett. Shout out Andre to all Barrett. of you. Andre Barrett. All of you. Those guards were t- So, when could you have an yeah, off night? No, you couldn't. You're right. 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 So think about this. You got guys who playing with, like you said, it's just funny. You think about it. You had, like, if you're young, you have to wait your turn. So if these guys are already waiting, I'm playing against them, playing against them. When they leave, and then you go out, you're the man. But think about you had to wait your turn. Back then it was time. a. Next forever. Yeah, right. You had to wait your turn. Like, okay, he's, say, for example, he's the man. So I'm going to play behind him. He's going to graduate. He's going to move up. Then it's going to be my turn. Five, but that's yeah. how everybody got better. That's yeah. real. That's how you got better. Like, you had to. And it was just like, I want to play. I'm just as good. That's right. <laughs> That's dope, though, man. Shit, man. I think we were spoiled. We were yeah. spoiled. We didn't realize how great we had it, I think. it's just No, we did it. We did it. When you're in the moment, you always... You don't, yeah, That's you great. don't That's realize right. it. You can't, we young, you know. I mean, you, you're a little bit older than us. Yeah, you know. Nah, nah, we're about the same. Yeah. Say, no, I'm not, a little bit old. We within a, a four, five, four year, year range. Yeah, that's like your four or five years is a big range. <laughs> okay, yeah, three. Fuck if it's four or five years, <laughs> three, 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 three. Yeah. You get the three. four. Five. Yo, listen, <laughs> thirty-five and forty is a little bit different. Hey, I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, I ain't good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same man that's gonna do some stretching right out yeah, the Hey, I'll be right there I ain't too. Nobody. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so you was, you was killing in, in prep school. Prep school. So I went there, and after eighth grade year, I struggled academically. So where are we gonna go? Mm-hmm. And um, for me to focus, which is probably st- something no one's—not saying no one's done—but it was just a different move. They sent me away to prep school, like a boarding a school. Boarding school. Oh. So my journey was a little different. Mm. I mean, that's more common these days. But it wasn't common back then. Right. It but, it, but it it wasn't for basketball per se. It was the focus and basketball. It was both. Both. But mostly the, the basketball had a big pitch because I know okay. I'd be able to play. But it was the focus and get my grades up. Mm-hmm. And this is your parents. Keep me out of city. This is my pops. My mom's like, my baby ain't yeah. going. I don't want my baby away. My pops is like. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> Felicia. Yeah, mom. I want my baby to go. <laughs> my pops is like, nah. Wait, I'm were not. you the only child? Yes. Oh, that's I have had brothers and sisters. Yeah. My, my there pops was, on was like, top of you. your pops was like, nah. I didn't. left in the wrong turn. And, and man, I was running around. That's I, how you make men, yeah. bro. I was running around, hanging out. I, I was still, you know, on there, but uh, you yeah, still going yeah, on you know, it, yeah. But there was like, uh, and at some point it was different. I'm like, okay. 
maybe it's, you know, get away. But then where, where basketball gym, Massachusetts. That's when I first went to Massachusetts. Oh. So the basketball gym was crazy. It, but it was, it was um, you know how you said when you came back home, you felt you was different or yeah. not different, but just like your experiences. Yeah, right. You grew. Grew. So that year, when they sent me away, it was total life change. Cause I went away, went to so I went away to prep school. I was done with eighth grade, but I had such a bad eighth grade year mm. when I went to the school. In order for me academically to catch up or do, they made me repeat my eighth grade year over. Oh. So it, was, it went up to ninth grade. So it was like a junior boarding school. To say, hey, we see if we want to try this out. Right. So there's a, and he knew about this based on Coach Nat Columbia. He'd heard because originally he was like Northfield My Herman, which is one of the bigger prep schools out there. I was gonna go to, but he was like, oh, we we'll go to a small one just to see if you like it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, okay. It wasn't, you know, I was... You weren't in love, but you could deal. I could deal because it was, okay, I'll get focused and see what happens, possibly come back to the city. Da, da, da. Right. So when I went there, I can honestly tell you that was a culture shock. Mm. I was in the back of the, the back seat of the car like, I ain't getting out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking out the window. I see horses, Cause this shit goats, too nice. cows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, is this a farm? <laughs> yeah, I looked out the Mommy? window. Yeah, like, great, Mommy? great scenery. Can we turn back around and go home? Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you taking a city so kid so, from Harlem so, and you bringing them in the boondocks. I'm like, paint that picture. Who who took you? Parents, both of them. Mom, pops. So mom, pops in the front. You in the back seat, and then car stops. You looking around. Like I'm not getting the boy. You getting out, get this the yeah. out this car? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you getting out this car? I'm like. Yeah, you know, I was, I was like, okay, too. You know, your parents like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the hell they done took me? <laughs> so I'm, horses, goats, cows. Yo, as soon as, soon as you got there, like, I'm healed, I'm better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I promise, I'm I will good. study that was 10 hours just... a night. Just get me back. I'm good. I'm <laughs> I promise I will, I, I will make it work. In hindsight, I'll tell you more of the story. That was one of the best decisions ever made to save my life. Wow. wow. When you say save, I want that's, you to get into yeah, saving life. That's a big deal. That's, that's a big deal. That was one of the best decisions that made me who I am today. Mm. Save my life. So I got there. Now, the biggest thing with that culture shock is I'm one of the only brothers out there. Figured that much? I'm like, damn. It ain't hard to find me. <laughs> <laughs> so I better act right. Yeah. So I'm like, but. It was cool. It was very awkward at first. Um, you know, academic. It was one of those schools that athletically they weren't as great, mm-hmm. but academically it was strong as shit. Okay. So I got there, um, had to repeat. I'm like, pops, you know the stigma, but I don't want to get left back. Right. I'm doing this great over again. I don't want nobody saying something about me. Right, right, right. Get on my case. Yeah, I'm have to go back. But it honestly it was the best thing for me. It prepared me that. Prepare me for like college and my next step. Mm-hmm. So I went there, um, met everybody. It was cool. It was a boarding school, very small community. Wasn't that big a school. Um, I guess it was really my first interaction as far as one being away from school. So I'm like, I've been. On, I tell people they think I'm joking. I said I've pretty much been on my own since I was like 13 years old. Yeah. Wow. 13, 14. Right. Wow. So I'm like, so you know, I had to learn how to do laundry, cook, and all that. You I grew up fast. Yeah. So I had no choice, but. It prepared me. So school was good. I learned. I learned a lot. Uh, I had to study. Acad- academically, it was beneficial. Like, I really had to buckle down. I had nothing else to do. Right. 
we had study halls. You, uh, you went to your classes and it was crazy. Like, uh, you still wore the blazer. You could wear what you want to wear. But then every, I'm not sure if it was a Monday, you had Monday, Monday, Monday dress. I can't believe I remember that. Monday dress. <laughs> and you had to wear a tie and a blazer that had, it was called the Bement School in Deerfield, Massachusetts. Okay. Now that's. That's not far from. From, from UMass. Yeah. yeah. yeah so it was about true. a half hour, 45 yeah. minutes. So, you know, you wore your little blazer, had the little seal on your blazer. And I'm like, okay. And I'm getting used to it, but it's like my first interaction because I'm used to dealing with people who I grew up with. Right. So how am I going to act? You know, I. Was always taught to be me, and the funniest thing, you know, when you go away and you're not and out of your environment, <laughs> first you better not change. I heard that from the hood. Yo, you better not change. You right. come back. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, the same dude. yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna be me. Right. I, I don't know any way else but to be me. And with my family being a bunch of jokesters, they always kept me grounded, and I I really wasn't worried about it. Yeah. But then I said that was one of my first experiences where I saw. Like um, people who weren't comfortable with themselves or stuff like that in this. So I saw a lot. I'm like, wow, this is Because they had to act a particular way so long. Yeah. They couldn't really be themselves. Yeah, because, you know, for example, and it's no knock. So a brother, yo, what's good? Family, how are you? Hey. He's like, hey, how are you? Stiff arm you. Bro, what? Yeah. That's not you. (laughs) And it's no disrespect. He was not nah, Springfield actually got hood, or right, hood. Right. but he was probably like I think he was raised in like a town where he was wanted to, to feel black black oh, kids yeah. in, in, in the town and you know and there's no disrespect and like that so I never wanted to offend no, no, anybody no, no, but it was just not. a different right interaction with a black person inter- yeah you. so yeah. it was different interaction because it was something I never dealt with before right. so going to collegiate I you know dealt with Caucasian white people I started to learn it was cool so I say this is probably maybe the second time I might have had a uh, white coach or Caucasian coach or whatever however yeah. you want to say it yeah, yeah. Uh, turned out to be a good dude mm. which you know I was leery very For very sure. leery of trusting yeah that was one of my biggest things. You know how we grew up. You, I got to trust you. I need to know you care. I need to you know you're going to rock with me. real serious. Yeah, so I had to feel, that was my whole thing. Like, I, I had to fill out everything and just see what was going on. So, you know, I had to trust, trust him. He wanted to be one of my mentors who I still talk to to this day. Nice. Good dude. He was like, you know, down to earth. It was just weird. He was just like, listen, how are you going to do your thing? Wanted to be my geometry teacher in uh, ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Long story short, to keep going through. So, Bementa did eighth and ninth grade. Played basketball, <laughs> and people be laughing at me. I averaged, you know, we talk. You know, it was perhaps I was like twenty-eight points a game as a Jesus. as a and that's Did you just have a, competition though. It wasn't as good as right. it was in the city. No, of course not. It was it light was work. Tearing them. Up. It was. It was. They was like, oh, this guy's coming out here. Ah, you know, dude. That's when it became more crowded. So, and that's what I mean. Athletically, it wasn't a stronghold, but those two years I was there, we probably maybe lost one game. And we played everybody. So, say it was eighth grade, ninth grade team. You played high schools. Mm-hmm. So, we would play high schools. And up until then, they had been losing. Okay. So, we played the different academy. So, you, in high school at the time, they had like varsity, JV, then you had your thirds team. But it was still freshmen and sophomores on the team. And those are the teams we played. Oh, oh I see. So, we played against those teams. We also played against other middle school teams, but we played in mass. You know, did well. You know, people laugh and joke at middle school. But I'm just telling you as far as what – Playing in the city prepared yeah. me for. Yeah, I want to. I want to say different. something, man. Which um, I don't know the exact number in mm-hmm. this interview, but I heard you say at least two or maybe even three times that these were life-changing experiences that you went through. Yes. 
And I find that very, very, like, that, that's, it stands out because it's like, first of all, I think you were very, very blessed and fortunate. Thank you. you Thank know, you which so that's much. That's one thing. You know, shout out to your parents. But number two, obviously, you as a man now, you capitalized on those blessings because here you are today is success. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. But I think it's very, like, it's, it stands out to me because I'm like, man, like, you you gone through so much so early. Yeah, that's true. We're talking about this like what well, you're talking years about. Out. I'm thinking about college or something like that. You're talking. You was in eighth grade. You still yeah. middle school. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Like to have the experiences you had at such a young age for me. That's like I'm I'm living vicariously through you as as you're telling me the story. I'm envisioning myself walking in. I'm picturing like a cold. Place, yeah, it's, it's snow. cold. It's cold. It's snow. You're you green. Know, gra- you know, Massachusetts. Think, what else? Think about it. That's probably. And you know, we laughing joke, but there was so many trees in the city. We didn't have trees, so right. I'm seeing trees right. and green grass. Especially walking. for you as a youth, because everything's so big now. You like, and you I'm, don't see and I'm only this time. You know, I'm towering five one. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hey, you know what the beauty of this podcast is? We don't fact check shit. Yeah, that's all right. So you could be smoking. You could have been. You could have. Oh, but never do that. Because <laughs> nah, nah, I can't I look at myself in the mirror if I told some bullshit. You could have been 6'10. You could have been 6'10. Two, 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 two. Yeah. It had some well, What happened? Let me, let me change that. You know. Uh, four. They had me playing the four. Yeah. <laughs> I was Charles Barkley. You know, you know. Barkley. Yeah. This is uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was tearing it up. Yeah, tearing up. You know that. Yeah, when we was playing against high school, and it was just a different dynamic. So I got to experience culture shock, being one of the few brothers out there, and also experience racism mm. all at the same time. Wow. How was that? Yeah. You want to know it was crazy? It was, it was at one point, it was like, hey, mom, I do have a black friend. See? You was token to some of these guys? I'm like, what? Wow. Like, like we're cool with you. Or it was like, um, yo, you from Harlem? Oh, I know they have guns and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, what yeah. kind of guns, yo? They be shooting, right? Yeah. Mind you, yeah, we know that happens, but you know, they right, watch it. I don't want to be known I don't for that. But no, it was just a different aspect. It's like they were intrigued by the culture because right. they very few. And plus, I was from New York. When you're from New York. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You guys know that. Oh, oh, from yes. New York? Yes. From Harlem? Oh, word! Harlem! <laughs> we want to know! Yeah. And you know me. Yeah, Harlem! <laughs> I'm saying you from New York. You You was wearing out that Harlem shake. Where you from? I'm from Harlem. I'm from Harlem. <laughs> take that, take that. <laughs> So I experienced all that, and those years just opened my eyes to a lot early. I played played basketball. Next year, 30 points a game, we beat everybody. It was, it was just fun. At that point, it was more academic. So academically, I got sound. Mm. Athletically, I was still there, but I wasn't as challenged. You know, I'd come back home and play, but it was just a little bit easier. So what happened is, well, are we going to go back to the city or are we going to stay out there? So that's when the older other prep school starts swirling around because oh, I'm playing against their high school teams, mm-hmm. and the coaches are in the gym like, Who's what that? school you going to? Yeah. So, you know, I really wasn't trying to go to Deerfield Academy. You know, and it's a great, great academic school. I just felt like my fit was different. I needed to go to a school that was more 
like laid back for me yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, you know, I went to a couple of prep schools and I wound up going to Williston Northampton. Okay. Which is in East Hampton, Mass. Mm-hmm. Probably about 20 minutes away from the school. Yeah. You know, coach is a football coach. That's a whole nother story. We can talk about that. The uh, basketball coach? Basketball coach is the football coach. I played football too. I played three <clears throat> sports. Wow. All, all throughout like high baseball, school. Football, football, basketball? Which is crazy. Uh, but I tried soccer. Okay. Sophomore year. Then after that, it was football, basketball, track. Track. Football, basketball, lacrosse. Oh. Yeah, you know what's so And track. I did you both. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I did both. That's dope. When you paused, right? Because <laughs> when you said, when you I, took a pause. I knew I was wrong. As soon as he said <laughs> I was like, this like nope, not baseball. was playing cricket out this long. <laughs> Yo. For a, minute, for a minute, I thought squash. Because well, oh, yeah. you up there. I'm not playing smush. Dang. I call it smush. No disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I called it smush the first time I heard about it. I don't yeah. even know what the fuck that is. Squash is like racquetball. So I, I played lacrosse because it was funny. I play, that was a different experience, too, because playing, it was similar to basketball, and it was one of the fast-growing sports. But I remember basketball practice, football was fun. Mm. Basketball practice is a lacrosse coach. Uh, Tom Carmey played at UMass, was one of the top scorers in UMass oh, history, okay. wow. which which is crazy because nice. UMass. Yeah. So he would come to practice every day like, yo, you got to really play this, play this sport. I'm like, yo, coach, man, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. We don't play this right, in Harlem, right, man. Right. You give me some stick Who around, I might I might lose my mind. You give me a stick out here, they say something, they crazy. say the wrong thing. It's over. <laughs> I don't, I, <laughs> I came out here to avoid jail. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me in a position Don't to catch the case. Don't put me in a position. Yeah, exactly. I came out here. To, I'm trying to better myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but eventually, I played it, and I loved it. It was different. It was a contact. I mean, we, we used to contact. Yeah, yeah. So, it was similar to basketball. So, it was like a combination of basketball and football. They setting screens, contact. So, I had to learn. But I'm like, you know, we now it's more, you see a lot more, you have Harlem lacrosse, you see a lot, yeah. a lot more kids expanded, playing in the inner yeah. city. It's expanded, but not at that time. Did that, played football, which is crazy. Basketball's my love. Mm-hmm. Won a state championship in football, won a state championship in lacrosse. We went to the final four so many times in basketball and didn't win one. Yeah. Oh. That sucks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Yeah. So, so wait, did y'all get to the semifinals? Always. Who who beat y'all? Was it like somebody uh, usually like the same? No, it was like okay. so. Like my sophomore year, which is crazy. My sophomore year was one probably our worst years. And it's funny how the Don't team tell me worked it was out. Deerfield Academy. Oh no. Oh, okay. Cook that. Just in case. <laughs> cook, cook, scrape, scrape. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Deerfield. Cook, cook, scrape, scrape. That, no wins. So my sophomore year, yeah, humility. <laughs> No. I'm going to date myself back then when I went to, the reason I went to Wilson, I'll never forget, had a good game, had like 30 in the junior team, like 30, I was feeling myself, mm-hmm. and then the dude, dude, 6'9 dude, like, yo, you need to come here and give me the ball. He was on a team. He was on a high school team, oh, the older shit. team, the varsity team. 6'9, so back then it was Street and Smiths. So he was ranked in Street and Smiths, and they had another kid come in, these are still my good, Neil Hood, Kenny Rankin, they were both ranked in Street and Smiths. Okay. Sophomore year, so I'm like, oh yeah, I go here. And the dope part about it is they had more people that looked like me that went mm. to that school. And there was no dress code, so I could come in Floss whatever I wanted. You know, my little polos, my backpack, have my hat to the side. I'm, you know, 
I'm feeling myself a little bit. They, they like, and they want me. I'm coming right away. They're going to take care of me. I can't wait. Shit, they used to do your, my laundry wow. and uniforms. And That's like, different. it was like college early. So I'm like, yeah, I'm about to come here and have a great year. Yeah. And that turned out we had our most losses that year. Oh, shit. Why? Them two were fighting over. I'm not say fighting is like ball movement and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so I'm not there with fighting. We just. We just, I Chemistry felt like we, wasn't tight. yeah, and we should have been, you know, I'm, I'm hi, hi, here you go, big fella. That, at that point, I knew what I had to do. Like, that's when I, I was always a point guard, but they were the main score. So I'm not, I'm not greedy. Right. I'm going to get mine though, yeah. but I'm going to drop it off here, drop it off there. And that was the, that was the dope part. But we, we wound up losing more, more games. Wow. We, we had two people ranked and it was fun. I never forget uh, I'm just like, yo, what happened? At the end of the year, I'm like, how do we lose? Right. But, you know, it just, I'm going to get the ball. It just, it just didn't happen. That's just, that's how it happens in basketball. When you mm-hmm. expect something to happen, you don't pan it out. don't pan out. Yeah, paper's great. Yeah. You got to execute. So, right. executing, and, and those are some great guys. We just didn't put it together. I mean, we made the playoffs, but I just felt like with that team, we should have been coming. Yeah. yeah. Six, 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 nine. All I had to do was just drop it, go get that big fella. Right. Damn. Just kick it back out for me. I hit the three, I promise. Just get it. <laughs> just hit me on the outlet. Just give me that just look. Give me, just give me the look. Like, boom. I didn't mind that because, you know, you used to playing with guys you knew. Right. Like, oh, man, he's hot. Let me get him to rock. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, my turn comes, I'm going to knock it down. You know, it just goes to show you that, especially in life but in basketball, uh, chemistry is it's key. It's key. Without it, you ain't winning. You it's know? key. You know, you have all the talent in the world. If y'all don't play as a, as a unit, if you're not cohesive, it's over. I talk about that a lot. Like, you know, we, we got friends who, who look at stats predominantly to yeah. assess good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. And while those are important and they predict a lot of things, yo, cohesion and chemistry, you, you can't quantify. No. You can see it visibly mm-hmm. as it's being executed, but without that, yo, numbers all day long. You can put the best scorers, yeah. one through five, on the floor. Statistically, they're not gonna do shit unless they have chemistry. Chemistry, exactly. And, and, and uh, just a sidetrack. That's I'm gonna shout out LeBron James for that because you take a look at his teams, right? Cleveland last year, beyond, beyond. Mm-hmm. He would take that team, and you felt for years that they were a team, a unit. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. Everyone belonged, one through thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like everybody was in it. I remember at one point, and he did this with. Uh, uh, Dwayne Wade in Miami, they would do, even before that he was doing it, he would like take pictures and act like he was taking pictures mm-hmm. of the team before the game, oh, right. stuff like that. You remember that? Right. I mean, he, little, it, little things to bring them it, together. It, it'd be little it'd things. Be little things. You, like, he's a super duper duper star. Yeah. And he got he the have last guy on yeah. the team feeling like he's a part of it. But that's how you And I think together. that right there, you know, I, I talk my shit about LeBron because I think sometimes he could be a little bit of a cry battery on the court. But that's for another day. Another day, but I hear you. But I want to say big shout-out to you, LeBron, and big shout-out to Cohesion in general because without that, and I'm sure you can speak to that because on the basketball court, if your team don't play together, it's already it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. But, but like I said, I was on teams with so much talent, and we couldn't put it together. Now, that was my sophomore year, so one of my stories is sophomore year came, University of Hawaii came to see those two. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, coach said, hey, they want to know who the guard is. You know, I was hyped. He's like, yo, go. That little, little. Who the little go? I'm like, yeah, so. <laughs> yo, that was, that, that's a disaster way that, 
call him in Hawaii? Yeah, uh, rap, I was yeah. like, I was, I was, as I thought about it, he's like, yeah, they asked about you. I'm like, shit, Hawaii? I'm in. Tell him to come back. I commit right now. Let's go. I don't really care. I just didn't, can I get a recruiting trip? Yeah. So that was just a little funny side note. <laughs> but the years after the sophomore, uh, junior year, senior year, basketball-wise, yeah. we wound up maybe losing one game, one or two games. Wow. And those two were gone, but we had a team full of like me, another guy who wanted Adams Donuts wanted to go in Division Two, and you know Steve Hoy. We had everybody mesh role players. Mm. If I show you the team, you can be like, "What?" There's only a couple of us. It was mostly Caucasian, like you know what it is, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But we were good. Mm. Played together. Yeah, hustle on the team. So, yeah, Pete Dorsey was about six seven, six okay. eight. We had a couple of them, but we played together. It was different. Yeah. Nice. And we was beating everybody. Like if you looked at the team, we were like Hoosiers with a with a with a with a with some pepper, with some pepper sprinkled some pepper. in. That's that's the best way to put it. <laughs> with a, with a Hoosiers with some pepper in it. <laughs> hey, that's we nice. gonna put a little seasoning here, my line, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's how the cool. <laughs> with some pepper, and it was a great team. Dudes was, dudes really gelled, but we, you know they were hard. We won. That was the thing about cohesion or just coming together, and we would win. Like uh, one of my good friends, Tim Hershey, he come off the bench one game. We're playing uh, Cushion Academy. That team is like the top team. You know, shout out to my man Ross Burns was on that team. We played Ross Burns. I played Ross Burns. We, that was good people. We knew each other. Very good, very good dude. But um, he came off the bench, a guy who probably had a Reggie Miller-looking shot, mm -hmm. didn't get that much playing time, came in, had the game of his life. So funny. I saw him the other, I talked to him the other day, but, like, I saw him. He's like, I still have that, that game <laughs> on VH, VHS. <laughs> I still got that game. He's like, I went off, and we, and we came back and won. So it was like you had those many stories throughout those, throughout those two years, yeah, yeah, throughout the season. That's, That's so dope. dope. That, and that builds more on oh, the chemistry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know. And you create lifelong friends. I'm sure a lot of those cats you still I'm still with. friends with some of my kids that I went, to, I went away with at the Bermuda School, Wilson. Mm. Now. Yeah. Like some of these dudes are going on to be lawyers, doctors. Yeah. And it, the, the connection is crazy. I think what I got out of it, I did get some friends. I got to trust, trust certain people. Some people, you know, you got to see things, but I did make friends that are just lifelong connections, which are crazy. Yeah. So like, till to this day, yeah, that's, we still talk. That's what it's all about, though. Like, those like, moments, yeah. like, if you can, so you go away and you do your thing, you getting those, the added benefits or the or the cherry on top, if you will, those relationships, bro? It's those crazy. Genuine relationships? Genuine, still to this day. Like, I'm still friends with people from... No college school, but from the middle school, my middle yeah. school and high school. Those formative years. Yeah, I'm still friends with them to this day. <clears throat> Call a couple of them up, and they're doing some things. I can think of one right now, which is the funniest thing. I'm probably like maybe four or five years out. My guy James Lynn, he's in Taiwan now. Wow. He's wow. been. He's from Taiwan. So my, okay. my roommate in I didn't even tell you, my roommate at Bermuda, my first one was Korean. Okay. <laughs> you got the Asian connect. That's it. My other roommate, uh, I wanted to get my own room after that. I, you know, I thugged him out. Like, I'm, <laughs> See, I'm tired of going to, yeah, I ain't yeah. going to Asia. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> and he was dope. Sam, I'm still friends with him today, like their family. But James Lynn, like, I remember, was it, I don't know how many years ago, like, how, you got any footage? We, you know, his friends, like, yo, I got a pro team. We still need a player. This is years out. 
He was in Taiwan. In Taiwan, he's like wow. one of his friends. He's like, yo, I remember I used to play. He played basketball. He went to Bermuda. Well, it was crazy. We just like the circles you run. He's like, yo, you got any old footage? We can. You, we, he's the owner of the team. We can get you out here. Wow. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm coaching at the time. I'm laughing. I'm like, hmm, hmm that might be interesting. <laughs> Why not try? It was funny. He was like, yeah, they're looking at you and a seven footer. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> We already know where they're going. Huh? He's like, yeah, you in the seven footer. I'm like, you already know where they're going. <laughs> so, so you go. Sorry, the name Another of that cat. that that, that Willis was, was the middle school. Right. Willis Northampton was um the high school, right. which are some of the best. You know, like I said, still some my best friends to this day. So that started for me because now I'm doing that, I'm learning how to, as we say. Go between, so was this where they say code switch or whatever have mm-hmm. you? Because I'm there, but then I'm still coming back to Harlem right, in right. the summertime, still hooping, still hanging out with my friends. But it was it was different because some people were like ah, oh. some people understood it, and then some people was looking at like you, you like sell out. yeah, right. and that was tough because I'm like yo, I'm from here, I'm coming here all day, I'm running around with y'all, I've been running around since a little kid, and a lot of people sh- still show me love, but I remember like just little things, I'm like. Yo, are you serious? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, I remember uh, I was waving at this old lady, old school lady who knew my family. Like, what you waving? Why are you smiling? Da-da-da. Like, basically, like, you think you better than that? Right. Like, yo. Because you went away. I've been and, and hanging maybe, out with maybe, your daughter since a little kid, and I still come maybe back. You, you walk a little straighter or something, and no, then right away they thinking something's up. Yeah, I'm out. When I tell you I came back, to, when I came back to the hours, all in, right? <laughs> like right. hanging out right. with my boys. Like it was, it was fame. Like some, you know, a couple boys in the block. You know, dudes in the hood, yeah. the hustles. Like, yeah, you better not be up. Them white boys better not be busting your ass up there. What you doing up there? I know you get cooked. You know, laughing and joking. But they still be like, yo, how? Are we gonna go play some ball? Come get me. Excuse me. Come get me. Let's go play some ball. Right. So it was weird. So going back to what you had said, that experience. Yeah. So I got to see it. You know, I'm here because I'm, I'm going away, but I'm, I'm not from here, but I'm from Harlem. And some people are looking at me like, you know, most of, most of the majority was love. Yeah. But you still caught the little glimpses. And I'm like, yo, I'm the same person. Right. But, you know, uh, touching on that, because just based on my own prior experience mm-hmm. with that same exact thing. I feel like a lot of people didn't didn't get those opportunities, so there's there's a privilege that you have that they don't, and that's all jealousy right there. That's all that I is, got, really. And I got lucky. You I said got an opportunity, but it's okay. But it's not your fault though. Like it's yeah. not your fault that you afforded an opportunity that they weren't. It's just like yo, you coming back trying to show love, but they're like, oh, look at this. Mom. Yeah, you think he better than somebody? You might have a new few new words in your vocabulary. Yeah, you know, right. I, I told like, you oh, I had brand the, new SAT mother. I had to read books. I told you before. <laughs> I had to read books. So how does how do you go from the Northampton school to down the street to UMass? It's crazy. I wasn't originally supposed to go to UMass. I, I figured that much. Yeah, I figured that much. <laughs> I mean, I just I just feel like that's too easy a step for the journey you had so far. Yeah, like was my, my if I, if you were telling me this story and I, and I didn't know you were at UMass, my assumption would have been you went somewhere. I wasn't supposed else. to go to UMass. Um, which is which is which is which is tough. Like um, so I was gonna go to St. Bonaventure. Okay. Dad went there. Yeah. And then it's, it's like it was crazy. It's like a HEOP program, and mm-hmm. did you get in? And I'm like, well, I can maybe play. And then I must have misunderstood. Like, I can't play right away, or can I go play? Or you know, I was gonna do the probably the walk on thing as well. You know, 
I'm like, oh, I'd have to wait. And back then, you know, like I know I'm good enough to play certain. Well, I should be able to play right away, mm-hmm. not knowing the whole logistics. That's just me thinking. Like the NCAA rules and all that? Or uh, no, I knew the NCAA okay. rules. It's just I think I think someone had told me, I guess I got some information. If you go there, you might have to sit out a year. Okay. But there was no game. I'm not saying like, oh, I was top recruit, like I was going to go play. Right, right. Like I was going to go had to work. work my ass off yeah. and try to get there. For sure. That's all, that's all it was, you know. Speaking of that, I think like if I'd have went to maybe like a lesser school, I would have been a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Right. But back then you're thinking like um, – Man, I know what I came from. I know my stock, what I've been through. Mm-hmm. I know I could play at certain levels, and I've proved it. And which, to that, speak to that point, let's just side note, that helps me speak to kids today in regards to being realistic about your dreams because the experience I had. Mm-hmm. Like, be realistic to where you can go, where you should go, where you're going to be a part of the team. So that experience helped me because even though I did have that, like, I really should have thought it out, but I was young, and you got know, like that hall too. Like, I know I'm good. Right. Right. So in, in hindsight, I always say that in hindsight, this helped me to be a better coach, better recruiter, better able to help the kids now. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to say bodies didn't work out. I took a year off. Okay. Wound up working, playing in the men's league. Um, in, in mass. In mass. Okay. I'm about to tell you, though, y'all getting the exclusive I'm insight. I'm ready. <laughs> exclusive insight. I'm ready. I'm ready. From Harlem <clears throat> to Massachusetts, Western Mass, I did a summer on Martha's Vineyard, bro. Chill, bitch. I'm, I'm trying to tell you this. You was working on Martha's Vineyard in the summer. I work, and hooping. And hooping. Nah, that's why. <laughs> I'm hating. Yeah, now, I'm now, now I'm feeling like that lady. <laughs> you, you brand did. new, son. <laughs> what you Who it is, dude? Yeah. He's not no more. They, we call him Howard. Howard. <laughs> yeah. you, Howard. What you smiling about? <laughs> so wait, what were you doing? What was your job? I um worked in the hotel. First, oh. I worked in... I worked in mopeds, like a little oh, job, mopeds, rental joints. Rental joints. Oh, I worked yeah. mopeds, but the reason I got out there was uh, one of my homegirls. Shout out to my girl, Livy Cunningham. Mm. She's uh, married right now to a world championship boxer. Well, he was former world championship boxer, Steve Cunningham out in Philly. Okay. Because of her, at the time going to my prep school, she was a ball player as well. I went out to Martha's. She's like, come out to Martha's Vineyard. Her family always showed me love, so I got nothing but love for them. So I went out there to check it out. Like, oh, I worked in the summer camp that first year, and I did mobile. But I worked in the summer camp. You know, as a kid, even when I was playing ball, sometimes I did summer camp. That's summer youth check. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out summer youth. Shout out summer youth. Summer. You know some dudes was cashing their check. Was it coming home with the whole check? <laughs> <laughs> dudes was waiting. You remember those days, like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna pick up my summer yeah. youth. Yeah. You better know, you better know somebody. Yep, you better go. Get you some be- security. security, and I was always good. That was one, but I used to you. So as a kid, used to see that, like yo, yeah, you get don't go cashing around the corner. Huh? Ah, kid. He's about to get got. <laughs> if they lucky, they might give him fifty dollars to go home with. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yo, that's just the end, growing up home. So went to Montevideo. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do for school? I wind up staying there the whole year now. And the winter is dead. Summertime is popping. Poppin'. So I'm like, I can't make a decision. So I played in men's league out there, worked in the hotel business, like doing maintenance, ripping the floors, putting in, mm-hmm. just working and still playing basketball. I'm like, yo, I should be getting school right now. I'm not. I don't really want to be working. I'm a kid. I'm, I'm playing basketball, but it's like, put it in perspective as far as like. Um, like a nine to five, like you had to grow up. Like I made a decision, and this decision I'm working. Right. I didn't want to be in school. I'm hearing about my friends in school, in college. I'm like, you know, working is cool. I know I want to work, but right now, 
You need this college experience. Yeah, college experience. <clears throat> so a lot of my friends at the time were mass that were going to UMass. Mm. That I heard like those dudes working me a hotel. Like, yeah, I'm going to UMass in January. So I'm staying through the winter. Now it's cold, blistering yeah. cold out there. You want to fucking? Up. You want to fucking rock? Yeah, you know. <laughs> You got shit, waves splashing, waves splashing in snow, and I'm from Harlem. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? It was fun. I I met some great people. I have some stories for days. That could be for another day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what am I doing? So that actually more motivated me. Like, yo, I got to get back to school. That's why I went to UMass because mm. a lot of my friends were there. Gotcha. So in my mind, like, yeah, I'm gonna go walk on. I'm gonna go to UMass. But I tell you this, when I got, I was never so happy to be in class when I went to UMass that fall. Yeah, after what you went to <laughs> the went to, Yeah, I'm like, toilets? The writing papers? I will take this shit all oh, day. I was between yeah. classes? <laughs> you know, I had to walk. I'm walking past the quad in the springtime. Yeah. That fucked me up, springtime. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> springtime, like, I'm not going to class. What's going yeah, on over here? Yeah, shit got live. <laughs> walking by the horseshoe? Oh, my God. Ball. Walking by the horseshoe, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Run over to that math class, can wait. I got three absences. <laughs> I got three absences. I'm a chill. Uh, but, um, and then that's when I wanted to go to UMass, and I, I think I had so much fun. Like, I love you, had the experience. Yo, I think it was one of the best experiences ever. Big school, basketball team, so. Uh, Did you try walking on? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did like was two, Kit on it? Yeah, Kit was Kit on the was team. Kit was on the team. Yeah. So I got there before Kit. So it might yeah. have been 96, 97, okay. right before Kit. So, yeah. you know, I talked to the walk on thing, played with the Charles players. Was June's my guy. Was was June's good dude, <clears throat> good brother. You know, think I was, you know, trying to play, do what I got to do. But it wasn't until maybe like a year or two after when I really went hard to try to walk on. And thought I had an honestly great shot. I was one of the last cuts, I felt like. Oh, wow. And it was like with Monty Mack. Oh, yeah. Shannon Crook, Jonathan Depina, so some of the some some great dudes, dudes yeah. I I'm still cool with. I see on the circuit like Chris Kirk and Ty Weeks, love those dudes. They yeah. always show love. Yeah, always show love. So I'm like, that's Bruiser, right? Bruiser, Bruiser Flint. Yeah. It was Bruisers, yeah. So I was after Calabari's Bruiser, and you know I play. You know you go to the runs in the cage here and then you play, and uh, <laughs> my boy Tommy Verdell, I gotta shout him out because he's one of the few guys that just showed me how to work as a city dude. And he just worked his butt off. So he would always challenge me, like, yo, we gotta work harder, gotta work harder, and talk about knowledgeable the game. So fast forward to that, like I'm trying out, like I'm like, I feel like, and this is not on no arrogant, I know I'm one of the better players in this tryout mm-hmm. by far. In my mind, in my yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, people can tell you what they tell you, but you know, have people there say, yo, you know, so I thought, oh, without a doubt, talking to players like, you know, this is that I'm finally gonna get that chance. Mm-hmm. And you wanna know one of my dreams? Everybody's kid. Everybody's dream as a kid, like, yeah, I want to be in the NBA. Yeah, I thought about it. All I wanted was my name on a college jersey. That was my dream. That's a, that's a big dream. Wow. I just wanted Harrison on the jersey. I mean, got a little tattoo, like, I'm about to be on TV. I can't yeah. wait. I want them to see it. So that was my dream was to just have my name on a college jersey. Like, oh, yeah, I knew overseas. I was realistic. Like, maybe go overseas at the time, whatever, have you. College jersey, that's big. Like, I'm on TV. Yeah, that's Mom, big. I made it. Pops, check me out. Mm-hmm. And I also went to UMass because I was like, hey, I want to do my own legacy. So if we rewind back to when I was a kid, say if I had a great game, so I had 20 and 10, like, yeah, I'm talking. You Howie Harrison Jr. son? Uh, yeah. Shadow. Yeah, you're pretty good, but your pops? Oh. I used to get that a lot right. growing up. But your pops, he was that dude. Right. At the end of the day, he's 5'7 <clears throat> dunking on dudes. Damn. My pops. 
Nah, he wanted to know the crazy part. I love him to death. He didn't tell me those stories. These stories I found out other people told me. Why do you think humble. that was? His he humility was won. Yeah. He was. He just. He, I, I could vividly remember people tell me like, "Yeah, my cousin." Like, oh, I used to come watch your father play. Like, he had this dude on the break six seven six seven dude was licking his chops. Like, I'm about to put him on the backboard. So my pops came, dunked on him, got back on defense. Like it was no problem. Didn't celebrate, just got back. And these are stories I'm hearing. But see, but that's that's your dad. I mean, you said this early in the yeah. in the episode. Your father put you in position for you to carve out your own niche. Yeah. So for him to fill your head with his highlights, yeah, wasn't gonna serve you. No, it wouldn't help me. And but that, it's but it's dope. Hindsight, I, I realized that. Right. You know, as a that's kid, Ill. like, Pop, I want you to push me. I want you to push me. Yo, you'll go get it if you want it, so you got to do it. And that was one of the reasons, like, oh, it was like, you could have went to St. Bonnie's, you could have been Legacy, because right. the guy, if dad went there, the head coach at the time, I probably felt like I had a strong chance of walking on there and, yeah. and being it, because the guy who was the head coach at the time <clears throat> played in the backcourt with my dad. I was just about to ask you, yeah. So it's like, it was like, there's a solid connection. Yeah, it was a solid connection. Yeah. I have a question. And I almost transferred a couple times because I'm like, yo, I need this. I, a couple times I went up there on a recruiting visit transfer, but I had friends and I started getting that college experience and girls, and I'm like, woohoo. And I'm about to say, you masses. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. <laughs> I have a question regarding, you see how you say you take all these experiences, you're talking about realistically, mm-hmm. where's your shot? If you could coach yourself, if you could mentor yeah. yourself back, then. What I would be a realistic, like if you had to take it back and say, I'm not going to UMass, I'm going to this school because it's the best opportunity for me as far as playing ball, perhaps, or whatever it is that you wanted, wanted to fulfill at that time. What would have been your track? What would have been your move? Do you think D2 would have been a start? I would try to go D2, possibly even D3. Whatever, whatever it is where I would have been, not just on the team, but I would have been contributing. I would have been playing. Mm-hmm. I could have been like, you know what? I had a great career. I, you know, you know right. I, the measurement is I scored a thousand points, whatever level right. it's at. Right. The fraternity of playing college basketball is such a small fraternity, but it's a, it's a great thing. Yeah. So that's you know that's what it is. And also, I also had the uh, but the foresight to be like, say even if I sat on the bench, even if I played, I played college basketball, so I knew I wanted to coach. Oh, okay. What's your resume? Where'd you go? Right. So it's a little bit easier in yeah. the game. Uh, once you, you had that floor once you had experience. that floor experience. I get it. So I already knew like I need to be or I felt like that was so a prerequisite. That was a prerequisite in order to be. So when that didn't happen, so that's like the you, the, you long, got the long journey that I was on after that. So maybe D two, D three, whatever I would have rethought the situation, talked to coaches and be like, where can I realistically play? I knew where I, my heart where I could play because right. now these D one guys I've been playing with you all my life. So right. a lot of the times it's like, oh, I give this guy a scholarship, so he has to play. You know, it is what it right. is. Right. So I, being realistic, I would maybe say, hey, maybe a D two, maybe D three school. How about I would have like, had to really look at it. Mm-hmm. So I how can, about your, your your kids now, like the kids that you coach now? Mm-hmm. Like as far as being realistic and stuff, is this something that you kind of like push upon them? Like they have like let's say NBA aspirations, for an example. They right? do. But you see a lot less for some, let's say. I, how do you approach that? What's like, how do you even have that conversation, if that? I, I first ask it realistically where you think you're going to play at. You point blank just ask, ask that question. Yeah. Where, do, where, do you feel you, where do you feel you can play at? So, okay, you can feel you can play D1. How many D1s are knocking down your door right now? 
But like your junior, senior year, even sophomore year nowadays, even shit, seventh graders, they're, mm-hmm. they're looking at kids. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, so say, for example, you're hostos. You're here now with me. Yeah. How many D1s were looking at you before you got here? Okay, your freshman year, what do you think you can play? A D1. Okay. How are you getting there and who's, who, like, who's in contact with you? Because at the time, if you're here, and I feel like in this, you know, it could be late bloomers. I always think it's opportunity. I'm an opportunity. I'm thinking, yo, you can go get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're not on their radar, it's hard to get on their radar. Right. I get it. You know? So I'm, and I ask them realistically, do you want to, that's one of my questions, do you want to be on a team or do you want to be part of a team? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah, it's great. You know, a lot of guys, and I love it. They're part of fraternity. They sit on the bench. D1, you get a four-year ride. You get all the experiences. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I got that opportunity, I would have done it too because I knew what I wanted to do as far as after right. basketball. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, not, that's I mean, what that's I already a, knew. You, you don't catch an L doing that. No, not no. at all. Like that, that's that's a, something that's I would have wanted to do. That's thing to get to. Because you're there. Like, yeah, I played D1. Right. I was there. Yeah. But speaking on that same breath, right, you as mm-hmm. the competitor now, <clears throat> you sitting on that bench. It would have ate me up. See, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, because, no, because, no, nice. because based on the, the resume that you spewing to us today, mm-hmm. my, I'm, I'm really impressed. Like, you dropped 28 points in prep school. That's, to me, that's huge. My thing is, just from a player standpoint, mm-hmm. You played against some really good talent. My yes. question is, when you was trying out in D1, UMass, for example, mm-hmm. did you feel like you could actually play with these people and hold in your In my heart, own? I knew it. But All right, now in your heart, but like you actually done it. Yes, so I after going like through it, you were like, I belong on this team or... Like I this- felt like I can contribute. Like I felt like I was skilled enough to be able to contribute. So say if these guys said year two hours, they've been training. I felt like you put me in the mix and I'm with them every day. I get everything. Uh, my skill level would, would go up because I, yeah. I was used. I was used to that as a young kid playing. I should, steel sharpening steel. Yeah. you just can't help but get better. I had no choice but to get better. Whether I played or not would have been a coach's decision. Right. But in my heart, I felt I can play. That was the reason why I tried out. Mm-hmm. So, because the, the reason I ask you these questions is, it looks like for me, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you would have made a different decision looking back. Okay. The reason I say that is because you have a, such a competitive spirit, and you've already proven to yourself that you can play with the big boys. You know, they were souping you up already in Massachusetts already. Oh, yeah. Your head was probably this big. All right. And you want to know, know something? I mean? And I and yeah, in hindsight, and this is what I tell kids today, because <laughs> you have to keep working because at one point, that junior school when I was doing 28, 30, I knew at the bigger high school I wasn't having, I didn't need to score as much because I had more people around me. Mm-hmm. So the scoring dropped off. I'd rather just win. Okay. But, Competitively, I would come back to in the city. I worked hard, but I think if I was back home, I would have worked harder. Does that make mm, sense? Yes, of totally. Because your comp back in school, which is like the, the regular season, yeah, wasn't as high. I would have worked hard. Like I got comfortable a little bit, and I'll be the first to admit it. Oh, that makes sense. More comfortable than that I should have been, because I'm like I'm. I'm still feel like I'm one of the better players. Right. I'm gonna still be okay. It and came I was, easier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it came easier at a young age, so I was used to that. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit, there's some lessons in it that I had to learn as a man, in in hindsight, and really reflect. That's dope. I, I mean, yeah. it's dope that you are able to observe that about yourself because it's true. Yeah. Those, those you can come back. Oh yeah, I'm good. I I just want to say first of all, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. I want to say thank you for sharing that and admitting that. Because I'm gonna say this for as men, a lot mm-hmm. of times we get wrapped up in our own pride. Yeah. 
it would be easy for you to take in that route, and I wouldn't have known. You know, we would have known no, any different. different. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that you would admit that just now. But but, but I think it, first of all, it says a lot about you as a man, mm-hmm. your character. Thank you. But I also think it's like now you get to impart that wisdom to the youth that you are coaching, and which you're teaching them to be real men here of character, of substance. Something like, yo, bro, yeah, you could be great and all that, but if you're not shopping that still all day, yeah. you're going to be one of, not the standout. Not the standout. So, and um, I just want to say helps thank me. you. For no, that, no. So. That, that helps me do what I do. And if people didn't look out for me, I wouldn't be able to give back to right. do what I do. So that's the reason why I do it. They're probably like, yeah, coach, but I'm, I'm going to tell you based on my experience. Like, it could have been here, a lot of things. If I might have tweaked little things, but I can't look on it. It's right. in hindsight, but I know, I know how to tell you what you're not doing. I know how to be able to impart what I learned on someone else. That's so. And dope. that helps me as That's a coach. Valuable. That helps me. With, shit, I was as a teacher, teaching, you know, teaching young men and women. That's the reason. One of the reasons why I taught and coach. Dad's a teacher as well. Mom, oh, really? Stepmom's a teacher, and dad, uh, mom worked at the new school in education. But they're both teachers, so I knew. Be a teacher, and if I was a phys ed teacher, I could be in a gym, so I could be able to coach. But I was phys ed. I taught math, and I taught social studies as well. Uh, okay. Nice. So you and know, you got your principals do certificate, certificate, district hey. certificate. Yeah. He got all his shit. Damn. Put it like this: Damn, the, funny, the funniest thing I tell people, like, why are people out there hustling this? I'm hustling degrees. degrees. I gotta get this money. <laughs> That's what I tell him. I'm hustling degrees. I just don't know why Kanye didn't put your face on the graduation. <laughs> That's first what he first time. No, his first time. He said, I got all these degrees. <laughs> I'm hustling degrees. I'm not. I want you know. I gotta get this money, that, and that and that's how I figured. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I was the best student, but I learned. And you prep earned. school learned prep. Williston Bement taught me how to make UMass easy. When I went on to the other graduate school, I was doing it while I was working. Mm. Made it lighter. Columbia was more of a struggle, and I never thought as a kid, my dad coached there, so it was coming full circle. As a kid growing up in Harlem, dad be going up the hill to Columbia. Like to this day, That's I forget, crazy. and my boy's like, yo, stick your chest out. You went to Columbia, you bro. You got that teacher's, like, teacher's God, college. Yeah, I was like, hey. <laughs> I was like, okay. And you but know, yeah, just, but it was like the highest mountain. Yeah, I'm like, you were I, kid, like, yeah, I don't like, know how the fuck I'm going to get it. I can't. I, I, I didn't even think yeah, about it. It wasn't on my radar until as I got into education. I'm like, you know, I've been teaching seven years. Maybe do some admin. I did want to be a principal, but now. With the new job I got, I'm associate athletic director in charge of phys ed and um, health, which I've been doing for years, and I get to deal with sports. Mm-hmm. So as a man, I got I got lucky. Like I'm do, living, yeah. athletic director. I, like I don't have to teach. I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I want to do. I, you know, I'm still coaching and I'm athletic director. So still in sports. And your remit is, I mean, you got a big community that you oversee as part yes. of that. So it's, yeah, it's 14 schools in a district. Yeah, that's big. Like, yeah, it's a lot of responsibility, kid. So you ready good. for that? I'm learning day by day. I kid, I kid you not. There's something new every day. I'm learning the district. I'm learning. I think it's like yeah. I'm just learning every day because I'm new to the district and there's people who've been there right. for a while. So I'm just being a sponge, learning, watching, <laughs> just doing my job yeah, here yeah. and there. Well, Figure I think I think you 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 have so many great tools already. 
that I think you know success is is, is yours for the taking I because that. you already know what it takes. You're like you already have those tools instilled. So I, I think you should be all right, man. I appreciate that. This Thank is you. season three for you here at Hostel. Yeah, season three. So season what's three. that journey? Because you, oh yeah, you, you're coaching alongside some some pretty cool people. I mean, Kenny I Stevens comes to mind. Love one Kenny. Marquis Poole, who also yeah. is that coach, he went to St. Bonnie's. Yeah. So we could we always talk about this. We could have been in the backcourt together at some point. <laughs> <laughs> he played, he he played, played at St. Bonnie's, yeah. That's crazy. Kenny Stevens. We got Speedy Williams, the legend. Speedy from Above oh, the Rim. I'm thinking Clack. Oh. Speedy from Above the Rim is on the staff oh, here. Okay, I didn't know that. So is he out He's, here right he, now? He should be here now. So we want to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. So we had, like, I'm dope. blessed to be in this situation. Like, it's so funny. Me and Kenny was laughing. Joe, when I first got here, he's like, you're going to love this job. I say, I come here. This, I'm team like, yo, this is the best part of my day. Wow. I get to sit here, bug out, coach, learn. And these are just straight, solid, good dudes who know the game, who've been around, who've seen Tons of Hell, stuff. a ton of shit. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm so glad. Every day I tell you, you ask Kenny Stevens, I'm like, yo, I'm just happy to be here, yo, man. I Disney love this. Yeah, like I'm in my element. I'm smiling every day. That's, I come in here laughing yo, and, and joking. I, I was telling, I was telling Coach Poole. Uh, Poole. Poole, yeah, Poole. Poole. <laughs> I said, like Poole, like Eric, Eric Poole Harris. Um, I was telling him when he let us in. Yo, the facility is crazy, amazing, amazing right? Yeah. Is it brand new? Is this? this um, they. I don't know how many years it is, but it the facility is, is crazy. I'm from the Bronx. It's my yeah. first time in Hostos. Wow, it's crazy. So we even got a weight room. We got a pool downstairs. Wow. Wait, real quick, man. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a side, very sidetrack. But mm-hmm. you guys do open gym here, too? Do you? Every Yeah, during the day. As far as why you want to come, come hoop? Yeah, man. I want to okay. hoop, man. I'm already going to do <laughs> stretches. stretches. Say no more. Let, let me know you want to come in and hoop. All right, let I'm gonna let you know. Come get some shots up from here. We're gonna talk off air. Though. Yo, coach, um, get him. <laughs> there's, there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. I hate to cut us off, yeah, yeah. but but I wanna I, I wanna be respectful of your time, yeah. and I know you you still got some things you gotta handle. Where can people find out more about you? What you're doing? The program oh, you're a part man. of? Like what what information could you provide so people can check you? Well, shit, good question. Um, <laughs> that you if you're willing. No, no, I'm willing. I'm willing. Um, I'm here to host those. Um, also, we didn't even get to talk. I run Supers, which is uh, in my LLC, NYC Supers. But we go to schools. We do uh, assemblies. We do, like, games, mm-hmm. student faculty games, very really fun. Nice. So Supers, strong, untouchable players, educated, refined students, or educated, refined stars. So that's something I've been doing along with speed. Like, we you know, try to get into schools and speak to kids. Yeah. Um, website. We've been in the works, so uh, um, I'll, that'll be a future date when the website's yeah, back up. Yeah, let us know. We'll push that up. The website's back back up, so I do that. Um, and I'm here to host those. You know, I used to coach at Castle Athletics uh-huh. as well, which is an AAU program. I'm just around, man. I'm here. Uh, I guess email is howie.harrison12 at gmail if you want to holler at me about anything. No and, socials? No yeah, socials uh, IG is Howie H135. There you go. I don't really do. I don't really put stuff on social like that. that. Yeah, yeah. I just yo, just person. catch him at a at a hostos hostos game. game. Yeah, yeah Facebook yeah. Howie Harris. You know, <laughs> if I don't know you, I probably won't accept it. But you know, <laughs> Mr. Holloman. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. 
We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.